let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy to us. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity we have to study your word, and we invite your presence to be with us. Help us that we will rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Don't Lose the Plot. Don't Lose the Plot. Our passage for this study comes to us from Revelation 2 verses 2 to 4, but I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm actually using an excerpt, and here it is. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Okay. Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. The background of this passage is John having the revelation visions, the initial vision of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he sees Christ in chapter 1 going through the candlesticks in the sanctuary. And Christ gives him a message and says, here's a message that I'm giving you for the seven churches. And in this message, speaking to the first church, Ephesus, he points out that Ephesus had labored, had done great evangelism. There was a lot that was commendable about the first church, the first era of the church, the Christian church. But in verse 4, he says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. The title again, Don't Lose the Plot. This phrase, for those who may not be familiar with it, this phrase is a call to someone to remember their objective, remember the mission. Don't forget the plot, or don't lose the plot. Another phrase that you might hear related to this is don't get over it. There are traumatic experiences that people face in their lives, sometimes on an individual level or at a family level. And there is the temptation after time has passed that you get over the issue. It's not the same as as before. I've mentioned in the past that I have a scar on my foot from
from when I was 12. And it took a while to heal. But today, because it is healed, I can't tell you what which foot the scar is on unless I go and look at it. I don't feel it anymore. The I remember the events that brought it about, but it's a distant memory now. And if it was something that I had, if there was a lesson I'd learned from it, something that was driving me forward because of it, I have long since lost the plot on that. Losing the plot becomes more important when you're not just remembering something to commemorate it. When you are advancing a cause, when you're pursuing a goal, when something has happened and you need to remember it because you need to move forward based on that memory, right? The mission that God gave to the disciples in the Great Commission, summed up in the Great Commission best, that mission God gave them, they were supposed to continue to advance. They were not supposed to forget. The children of Israel in the Old Testament they were supposed to remember why they had left Egypt. They were not supposed to lose the plot. They were supposed to remember that they had been delivered, they had been taken out of Egypt, and they were to enter the land of Canaan and take over that land. That was their promised inheritance. But more importantly, they were to manifest to all of the nations around the love and power of God, such that by the time Christ came, the other nations would be ready to receive him. But Israel definitely forgot the plot. The letter to the first church, Ephesus, that we find in Revelation chapter 2 is Christ reminding his church that they have lost the plot or are beginning to lose it. Right? He says, I know your works, know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. In fact, let me read, let me read the whole thing. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake thou hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. We are supposed to be looking forward to the second coming of Christ. We're supposed to be living a life of preparation for that coming, a life of preparation on a personal level. We're supposed to be getting ready. 
we're supposed to be getting those that are near us ready, friends and family, and we're supposed to be getting those that are further away from us ready, preparing them, opening the door for them to understand, right? When Jesus gave the Great Commission, he talked about in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria unto the uttermost part of the world. And we have to work in the same way. We have to work in our close circle of relationships to a broad circle of relationships. We can't lose the plot. We can't get so comfortable or distracted that the urgency of the second coming flitters away. And yes, I understand how difficult it can be to keep up a level of urgency when timing is part of that urgency, right? Jesus is coming as near and we're could be at any day now, even at the doors. We have that kind of a mindset, but we still have to live today as though Jesus isn't coming right away, right? We have to occupy till he comes. So there's this tension of waiting for him, not letting anything distract our gaze, contrasted with living here, working, taking care of our families, doing evangelism, doing all of the things that our, our church has been put on the planet to execute. We have to be doing those things, but we also need to be looking for the nearness of his coming. And that is hard to pull off. For most people, it's hard to pull off. If you give someone one thing that they need to champion and you stretch that time frame out weeks and months, sooner or later, they're not as enthusiastic and as emphatic and as intense about it as they once were. And that is a problem. That's part of the problem, part of the reason why God's church is going to fall asleep, just as mentioned in Matthew 25. Five foolish virgins, five wise virgins. There will be a point where both parties sleep, and then they're awakened suddenly. Now, one party prepared. One party prepared in advance. Five of the virgins were wise. Five were foolish. Five of those virgins had extra oil. We need to be cultivating extra oil from the Holy Spirit. We can't lose the plot. We can't forget why we're here. We can't get so caught up in other things that the bulk of our planning on this planet is about things we intend to do, goals we intend to accomplish, rather than the work that God has called us to do whatever our capacity. We have to be able to do, we have to be able to balance the tension between looking at the eternal and preparing for it and awaiting it versus occupying here and now, right? Presenting the gospel to others, uh, taking care of our families, preparing 
uh, for missionary work, preparing for our children to go to school, get educated, get families. Both of those things are there. Sure, we have to pray earnestly about it. Things are going to get rough when they occur on this planet. But we don't know the coming. We see the signs, and we know it's soon, but we don't know the coming. We don't know the coming. We have to move prudently, and we have to ask for God's guidance, because he does know the timing, and he could advise us in a particular direction so as to maximize what we need to do and when we need to do it. But ultimately, ultimately, we have to be locked in to what God wants us to be locked into because the work of communicating the gospel to others and having them come and take a side, make their choice, is of utmost importance at this time. Utmost importance. We cannot afford to lose the plot. We cannot afford to forget why we're here. We cannot afford to get distracted by things that are not as critical to understand and share. It's important for us that we not lose the plot, that we not let year by year go by with each year our attention wanes. And sooner or later, sooner or later, the time comes and catches us unaware. Now is not the time to be losing your first love. Now is not the time to be distracted. Now is not the time to forget our mission and lose the plot. Revelation 2, 2 through 4 says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. I pray that we will take time seriously. We're on the verge of starting a new year, and we want everyone to be attentive. This is the home stretch. We can't afford to lose focus now. Please help us, by God's grace, to be attentive and ready so that when the final movements arrive, they will not catch us off guard. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we have the privilege of your word. And we pray, Lord, that we will not take it for granted, that we'll not play around, that we will seek to be as serious about these end time matters as you are. Help us, Lord, to get our affairs in order. We know that we still live here on this planet and we don't know definitive dates of when you will arrive, but help us to be ready. Help us always to be balancing the tensions of the now 
with eternity, making sure that we are not caught up in this world's activities. Please bless us, Lord. Bless those that hear us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google, Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.